Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Live, Love, and Eat show. My name is Benedine Otto. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach. I'm also an EFT practitioner, and I'm the managing editor of a magazine called the Live, Love, and Eat magazine. Now, our special guest today is Amberlyn Harrison. Now, Amberlyn is the author of the Complainers Journal and the Complainers Workbook, which is being re-released this fall. The Complainers Workbook is a self-guided study on the markers of a Christian life of gratefulness and faith and combats the damaging doctrines of the prosperity gospel within the church. Now, she's also a regular contributor for the Live, Laugh and Eat magazine. Welcome, Amberlyn. Hi, thanks for having me today. So, Amberlyn, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So, before we start um, with the show or going into more details, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started in your career. Well, as we were saying before the break, we were chatting about different things. There's so many different pockets that go along with threads to the different books that I have because you mentioned I have some with my child and then the complainers journal but really the beginning of my whole journey I guess of letting the Lord teach me about my my complaining heart started with leaving work and staying home with my son and part of the reason why I stayed home with my son was because he held had health issues and because of those health issues, um, his acid reflux, I had to sit with him on the porch for hours at a time after he ate throughout the day to help him keep everything down. And from those hours on the porch, we started telling stories together, weaving them together. He was, um, gosh, this was from birth to about three years old is when we published the book. But anyway, with the story that we made together he started repeating it around the house so i wrote it down then we drew pictures of it together and i put them in the binder we read the binder all the time it fell apart so then i started to just play around online with self-publishing and so that's how the first book i ever published or he published with me he made it with me we made the illustrations um scrapbook style out of things from outside and pictures of him um, that's how i got my toe into the whole book business, I guess you could say. So that's the, the beginning of the story. Oh, that is wonderful. I mean, I, um, I read the first book. I think you, um, we featured it in the Live, Love and Eat magazine. And I just, I was astonished, um, you know, at the book. It's a really, really um, great book. Um, can you tell us what is, the, uh, what is the name of the book that you, um, you and your son wrote together? It's called A Dark Woodsy Walk. <clears throat> um, so can people get that on Amazon? Yes, yes, they can on Amazon.com. A Dark Woodsy Walk. I think it's actually called A Dark Woodsy Walk, The Big Pictures, because as I was learning how to publish, so I would get the product at the house and go, oh, this is too small, but I've already published it. And then I'd go back and I'd say, I can't redo it. I have to redo the whole thing over again and republish it through Amazon. So... A Dark Woodsy Walk um, itself is out of print, but if you put in A Dark Woodsy Walk, the big pictures, 
you get, I think it's closer to like an eight by 10 book with nice big pictures in it. And so um, it really has evolved from when I first reached out to you because I saw your magazine on Amazon and I thought, this is awesome. This magazine is awesome. And I saw it contact me and I said, I'm going to take a chance and write to Bernadine. And thankfully you responded and, and now we've been working together a while. Yeah, it's an honor to have you really. Now, you don't only wrote one book, you write a lot of children's story books. Um, can you tell us more about your books, you know, that you wrote? Um, how many children's books did you write? Oh, let me think. So there's the Dark Woodsy Walk of Big Pictures. Um, there's still a tiny one called the Carry Me Edition that I, just from the mom's perspective, I thought, well, the big one is nice next to the bed and the tiny one is nice in the diaper bag. So I have two editions of those. Then there's one called Can You Collect the Clouds? And it's really special to me as well. Um, as you were saying, for the dark woodsy walk, my son and I literally went outside and collected pine cones and rocks and arrowheads even. Um, and took pictures. He posed as the main character and then we kind of put them all together and I took pictures of those and those were the illustrations for the book. Well, so there's a family background, you know, of activity activities to that. But then for the can you collect the clouds every day, just about we literally take um, it's called a Polaris kind of like a juiced up golf cart but anyway we get on this cart and we ride because one of our tours is take off the trash and we have to ride to the dump on the polaris it's all on our property i'm not riding on roads with my children on the polaris but anyway um so we take it to our personal dump and um just i have seen so many gorgeous sunsets because usually that's the end of the day we've done all the chores time to take out the trash we get on the cart we make it something fun and we always would just snap pictures and so i came up with this poem that you can collect the clouds that it's free you don't need to bring a purse it changes every day but you can just collect these moments in the clouds and so that's how the poem and the book came about so it's literally my house quality time spent with my son and a poem that I came up, you know, born of that quality time spent together. So all the children's books are very personal. Then there's um, the toy story. The toys tell the story is a Christmas book. I literally went to my son's room, raided his toy box. We put the toys in positions as if they were having a play and they tell the story of Jesus. So the toys get to tell the story of Jesus and they literally are like, my kids toys in their bedroom and our dog so it's all just very personal special that is work amazing. that is amazing <laughs> so i will link you know all your books underneath this um podcast and then people you know if they're interested they can go and have a look you know at your children's book but that's not the only book that you wrote <laughs> or, um so let's talk about um the complainers journal um and tell us a little bit about this book and why should people read this book well i know i can tell you why i needed the book i needed the book i got so annoying just with just obviously i talk a lot anybody listening to the podcast at this point i talk a lot and i really had to go from oh 
let me tell you what such and such did today again, just like she did the time before, just like she did the time before. And I didn't realize how draining I was to people until I kind of got tired of myself and I could kind of hear the, oh, yeah, that hasn't changed, has it, on the other end of other people. These people were polite to me. They loved me. You know, they put up with it. But eventually I thought, these things that I'm complaining about are never changing, haven't changed in five to ten years. So maybe I need to change. Maybe my attitude needs to change. Maybe this stuff isn't bad as I thought it was, or maybe I'm just assuming the worst. And so if you feel like perhaps you've had the same problems with the same people forever and ever, it's time to turn inward and see what you can change about whether it's a habit of complaining or if you're a bitter person. Um, I've gone through some really bitter seasons that I've had to work through that um, I touch on some in both of the books. I don't go in depth. I'm kind of wondering whether I should write about that <laughs> or not eventually, I guess years after the process is over. But yeah, so really I wrote the book to me because I Googled complainer self-help Christian book and I found nothing. Um, so I just wrote what I needed and that's how that was born. Yeah. I love, um, I mean, I read the book and you explain in the book why people complain or you complain. And yeah. you also <laughs> help to identify, you know, uh, why a person falls short in this area. And that was really, I mean, the, the, your book was open-minded for me. It opened my mind, you know, um, because I've, I think everybody complains, you know, every day. And sometimes we complain more than we actually realize. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that is, um, that is just, the book is amazing. Now, um, so tell me, uh, what is one way to guard ourselves against um, negative feelings? Well, there's two different approaches that I take between the two different books. So in the complainer's journal, basically it all boils down to compassion. Are you following God's will by loving people well? And one of the best ways we can love people is to speak well of them. Like to bless someone and say, Lord bless me or I bless the Lord. Blessing in that sense means to speak well of. Um, so I think as you were saying, I kind of decided on different types of complainers, whether you have the person who's always the victim, the person who's always the martyr, how to identify if you are that person, and how to kind of have compassion to people, uh, someone who is that person, um, how they could easily be you. So kind of flipping the script, putting yourself in other people's shoes, as they say, and just having compassion. Um, the other thing is to create, to be useful I guess, around people in your life. So going back to me leaving work, I had a lot of pushback um, and negativity from certain people in my life when I did that, when I made that decision that I thought was best for my family. And I still agree that it totally was. But instead of wallowing in that, I haven't pleased everybody. Not everybody is happy with me, even though I'm doing what I think I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I tried to kind of cancel that out and say, what do I have in my hands? I have a computer. I have pine cones. <laughs> what can I do with these things? And we made the book. And then I think God 
worked in my heart about this complaining issue. What do I have in my hands? I know how to publish. I couldn't find the book I needed, so I wrote it. And that's gone on and on into um, today even. I haven't written a book from scratch in a while, but there's actually um, a women's rehab center local to me. Again, one of those things, what do you have in your hands? Um, I had contacted the woman who runs it recently, and I said, after your last gathering where I heard all your testimonies of the women, I think you need a book. I think you need to write it down. And so now um, with she and I getting together and working, I got all her stories for her and set up her Amazon account, published that for her. So it's like God has figured out ways to make what I have useful, you know, what I have in my hands useful. So there's that. And then just recently too, and um, when you publish a book, you have to market it. So I learned how to do all that with websites. And then this dude out of nowhere messages me on Instagram and is like, hey, will you support me in, in my missions? He's a missionary. And right now he's actually in Pakistan. He's been messaging me like uh, yesterday and said, I told this black magician about Jesus and he gave his life to him. And I told um, this guru and he gave his life to him. And anyway, so he did not have a formal website. And with the things that I have learned, I was able to help him with a formal website. So instead of sitting around and mulling in how I can't please everybody, I have these things in my hands. And if I have listened and looked for opportunities, it's like God's like, okay, you can work over here and you can do this over here and you can do this over here. Instead of me just complaining about how other people criticize me and don't like what I am or not doing, um, I can, I can give my time to charity and it's just amazing and humbling how God has used that willingness so far. Um, while I'm in the midst of motherhood, <laughs> I'm driving here and there too. So, um, to combat negativity, be creative, um, be productive and be compassionate. That is amazing. I love, love that. Now, I want to ask you this question because I know you have the Complainers Journal and you have the workbook. So can you tell us what is the difference between the Complainers Journal and the workbook? So the journal is more about relationships and having compassion for other people who annoy you, basically, and doing your own inward work of recognizing um, negative habits and turning those things over to God so that eventually more often than not you glorify God with what you say instead of tear people down. Nobody's perfect. Like I still catch myself mid conversation. I just need to stop. I need to <laughs> chill out. <laughs> like, but then in the workbook I do address though. Um, I do, I do think it's wrong to say we never say a, a harsh word about anyone. Like we do, we're people and we do need to, talk things out but I think it's important when you are calling someone or talking to someone about a problem with someone else that your motives are to be a problem solver instead of a reputation damager and that you're careful with who you talk with that the people you talk with are godly fruit-bearing people, as we would say in the Christian community, where you, where you can see that their lives honor God so that they'll give you wise advice. Um, 
in the South, people talk a lot. <laughs> and I have had people like just need to drop something off at the house or like you sell something on Craigslist. And then by the time this person who wanted your old rocking chair leaves, you know, their son-in-law has cheated their daughter <laughs> and the kids need custody somewhere else. And it's like, you know, everything about this person because you seem to be a safe, objective place. But you just never know what that person's going to do with that information. So when you complain, do it purposefully and carefully so that there is problem solving in the means and a good outcome. That is amazing. I just love this. Now, um, you said your compliance workbook is being re-released this fall. Um, so tell us uh, when will it be out and um, when will be your next book signing? So it is up now. The, the wonderful thing about self-publishing and the thorn in the side is that you can release it whenever you want, but there's no second objective eye. So I actually have it here. It is done. Um, I feel like it's got a lot more clarity than the one before. And I say more elegantly and eloquently, excuse me, than <laughs> I did last time. Um, but oh, I haven't gotten around to like rereading through it again for, for errors, like spelling errors and such. Because, you know, have you ever done a project and you've looked at it so much or you need a break? <laughs> Uh, that's when I should imagine, yeah. It's like, you know, it's finished. And then when I um, go through it and read it over again, you know, I, you just need a break, you know. And when you come back, you see some spelling mistakes or some grumbling. You think, oh my gosh, I didn't see that the first time. So, yeah, sometimes you need, you know, need to take a break and come back, you know, and just refresh your brain. The revision is a never-ending process, so it is up after months of going through and redoing and praying and talking over and actually reading other books over the summer to give me a better rounded perspective and just more wisdom to draw from than other people that was beyond me. Um, so I am confident that if someone goes online and buys the book, they will love it. And if you see a misspelled word, <laughs> you can message me. Because I am a publisher, I can go on and I can change it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now our last question um, I want to ask you is, what free tips will you give someone who's complaining all the time? So one thing would be honesty and accountability. I could never improve myself if I were not honest with myself and responsible about myself. Um, so honesty and accountability. Because usually you pick up on clues from other people around you. I mean, unless you're, and it's possible that you are surrounded by a ton of unhealthy people who just say mean, rude things to you all the time that aren't true. But through between jobs and friends and family members, if you really pray for God to make you more sensitive to your shortcomings in order for him to redeem those things in you and to grow your character, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Um, second, as I said before, would be compassion. Compassion and, and forgiveness. 
I think a lot of times those are choices that have nothing to do with our feelings necessarily. And you have to do those things over and over again, forgive over and over again. But I think that keeps us humble and guards us from self-righteousness. And when we aren't self-righteous, we aren't so quick to just complain and rip someone else apart. And third, um, make sure that you're being creative and productive. As I said before, I mean, you can really fall into a rut where nothing is right within the whole world. If you don't feel valued and um, you have no one placing any responsibility on you um, for you to make the world a better place, you just kind of are wandering around and it's easy to complain when you get into that space. Yeah. I just laugh, laugh that you are such an inspiration. Um, and it was such an honor to have you today with us. And we wish you so much luck with your, um, you know, with your, uh, the complainers journal. And um, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.